Hi guys, uh, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast team with myself, Jules and Al. And Yo. today we're talking to Rexton's answer to Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, he's, not, he's not from Shrewsbury, but if you're from Shrewsbury, you guys will certainly have heard of him. Uh, Mr. T, king of desserts innovator does the best ice cream in the world and sweets and treats and desserts and all stuff sells it nationwide so hi mr t welcome to the show thank you very much guys welcome to thank you very much for having me no hi problem. julie hi alex hey, hi. hey 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 um very positive stuff then right in a world where the world seems to be crumbling around us you're like i've got ice cream and sweets that something to make you smile right i like that's that. right that's right. Well, we do have a very positive effect wherever we go. It gives something for people to bring a little smile to them in what would normally be now a very boring world. Uh, you know, everybody's just, just doom and gloom everywhere you look. But with us, there's happiness, there's smiles, there's laughter, there's cheers, which is a positive thing. Yeah, exactly. Tell us, tell us about your, your business then, Mr. T. I mean, obviously, we know you're, you're tasty ice creams, but like, how, how did you start up and... Do you want to know the, the full story? The full story is going to drag on a little bit. It's like a good five, six minutes. Worth we of got talking. time, baby. Go are, you ready, are you ready for that? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, as Alex <laughs> knows, I was previously a takeaway man, and uh, I had a takeaway in Rexham Town Centre mm-hmm. called Crazy Pizza. Now, the takeaway was a very, very busy establishment. You know, we was around the corner from McDonald's, and... We were extremely, but we had all the students come in, lots of regular customers, Alex being one of them yeah. when he was living in Wrexham. And it was an extremely busy, busy business that I owned. Unfortunately, yeah. at the time, we had the credit crunch, the global credit crunch from 2008 to 2012. And that kind of knocked my business for a big six. Mm-hmm. Really, really detrimental effect it had on what I was doing in the takeaway. Unfortunately, late 2012, I had to abandoned shop and I had to look for a new career losing everything that I'd earned and made for myself in my life up till that point mm. so after about six months of just being bewildered and not knowing what I was doing and where I was going my father-in-law come across the idea that I should become an ice cream man so what he did because I had no money left at the time just trying to keep myself and my business afloat he bought me an ice cream van for an X amount of money and he gave me the van without having any money off me up front for it. So obviously when I've got this ice cream van now, for about a month, I was just carrying on as a normal ice cream man would, going around the streets doing the bells and this and that. (laughs) But then I thought there's a lot more to this. You know, there's a lot of things that we could introduce to this. This is a business that's been untouched by social media advances as yet. Mm. You know, and I just thought I'd get my thinking cap on and see if I could do something to make it better than what it was so i came across an idea where i thought right i'm going to start delivering to people in their home address on demand when they want it rather than them chasing the ice cream man i'm going to chase them now so they could message me on my facebook profile which is t smith they could message me whenever they wanted i was delivering up to midnight every night because obviously i'd gone through such a rough patch that all i wanted to do was just work 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 just Mm -hmm. to kind of dig myself out of this hole that i was in and they could message me and I would bring the ice cream van to their house, to their front door, on their beck and call, at their ease, 
and you know when it suited them and it proved to be a massive success it was a really really big hit in my own hometown of Wrexham you know where people could now dial an ice cream van to their door which was the first you know so that was something new that we invented progressing from that you know it became such a popular thing and I started doing deliveries from 12 in the afternoon till 12 at night on a, on a weekend 12 midday so I was doing a solid 12 hour shifts just selling ice cream to everybody in the hometown on demand. Then from there, it was uh, coming up to Easter time. This was in uh, 2016 now. So I started ice cream in 2014. And then 2015, sorry, it was coming up to Easter time. And I went to a shop and I seen loads of Easter eggs for sale. And I just had a little thought to myself about what if I get an Easter egg and I fill half of it with ice cream because they come in halves, don't they? Yeah. And I sell it to a customer. Let's see what kind of response it would get. So up until that point, I was only selling cones and screwballs and sundaes and things like that. There was nothing extravagant. It was just your, your normal run-of-the-day mill ice creams. So okay. then what happened is when the Easter eggs came into play, I took a picture of an Easter egg filled with ice cream, strawberry sauce and sprinkles. Well, that picture went absolutely viral in my hometown. It just went crazy and everybody wanted one of these Easter eggs. So at that point, from £1.50 to a head, which it normally was at that time, I had a price increase from £1.50 up to £3.50 now per head because everybody wanted one of these Easter eggs filled with ice cream. So that was a little goldmine for me. It was a little jackpot, like, you know what I mean? So I'm now delivering to people all over the Wrexham borough an ice cream which has gone up £2 in value. So it's very, very beneficial to me as a, as a retailer because I've upped my per head income from 150 to 350 now. So that was very, very nice, as you can probably imagine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, carrying on from there, carrying on from that, um, it was coming up to the end of Easter. And obviously with the end of Easter coming, the eggs were starting to fritter away. So what I did to carry on what I was doing, I went to Booker's and I bought £1,600 worth of Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of carry on this thing that I'd created where, I mean, people weren't bothered about the fact that it was Easter or anything. They just wanted a nice, different ice cream. So then I included lots of different flavors with I was doing a chocolate nut one and a bubblegum one and a, a strawberry and sprinkles. And they were just really popular. They just kept on selling and kept me busy. Well, anyway, come to the end of them. So I had £1,600 worth of Easter eggs and now I'm down to my last 100 Easter eggs. And I thought to myself, right, I don't want to go back to £1.50 because obviously once you get used to something, you don't want to go back to something else. So then I thought I need to do something where it stays, it maintains at this rate of head, rate of pay per head. So then I remembered that one of my, when I was a child, like a 13, 14 year old, I had a neighbour who, who was doing his own caravan up. So he just bought a van and he was making it into a motorhome. Now, I remember him buying something called an inverter from a company called Maplin, which unfortunately is ceased trading now. And I remembered him buying this inverter and connecting it up to his battery and having in his van a 13-amp plug, what he could plug an electrical item into, and he could use it. So I thought to myself, right, I'm going to start, because I, I was a frequent user of a certain cash and carry, and I'd seen that these cash and carries supply dessert parlors with fudge cakes and waffles and cookie dough and various other things. 
but I just needed a way of implementing them items into my ice cream mobile van. So the inverter was the answer to that. So I went to Maplin, oh. told him what I was after. <laughs> and it was like one of the moments, oh, yeah. <laughs> your wish has been granted. <laughs> so it was one of them moments, the Blackjack movie moment. So I went to Maplin, bought an inverter, fitted it in myself. And lo and behold, I had a microwave running in my ice cream van now, which then gave me the option of supplying my customers with warm desserts and ice cream as a combo, which has now become more than just an ice cream man. It's become a mobile dessert parlor on call, on demand, when you want it, as you want it, ready for events, ready for birthdays, ready for parties. And that was the little brainstorm that I had. So that's what we started doing. So I went to the, the, super, the, the cash and carry, bought these waffles, bought this cookie dough, bought this fudge cake. And I went to another cash and carry and I bought these plastic trays to cook the, the fudge cakes and things like that in. And I put a picture on my Facebook and once again, boom, it went viral. So I thought to myself, <laughs> right, buzzing. You've, you've conquered the fact that you do not now need Easter eggs. You've got a year-round <laughs> product, what you can sell day and night all the time without any issues, without any worry of people it dying off or anything. So that's what I did. For about a month and a half, six, two months, I was just driving around selling fudge cakes, cookie doughs, waffles with ice cream, with nuts, sprinkles, very, very limited range of toppings at the time. Nuts, sprinkles, sherbet, sauces, and things like that. One day then, after that, now this is the last bit now, so I'm sorry if I'm boring no, you no, guys. No, 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 this is fascinating. Yeah. Is fascinating. I'm just coming up to the end of how the progression was of how <laughs> I invented this thing. And then one day I was just sat at a petrol station where I was waiting for an order to come in because it was absolutely chucking it down one day. And it was really, really raining bad. Now, I, I was just sat in this petrol pump and I went and filled the van up and I just parked up waiting for an order to come in. And I bought myself a pound bar of milk, mint arrow. Now, mint arrow is my favorite chocolate bar. So I bought myself a mint arrow, a pound bar. And I was just sat in my van. And I, I looked back and I looked at the plastic trays that I use to put fudge cakes and waffles and things like that in the microwave. And I thought to myself, listen, why don't I just fill that tray with ice cream, smash this mint arrow all up into pieces, and crumble it all over the top, put some sauce on, and see what kind of reaction that brings. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> so it was just trial and error, basically. So I got this ice cream tray, filled it up with ice cream from the machine, put crushed up mint arrow all over it, and then put some sauce on it, put a spoon in it, took a picture of it, and my God, the reaction to that was just phenomenal. And I thought to myself, right, now you have just come onto something that is totally unique, totally different, totally bespoke, custom-made ice creams in a flavor of your choice that well, I can be... And then, obviously, from there, then the progression just began. Crunchy, Haribo ones, lint uh, mm. uh, chocolate, Reese's, Ferrero Rocher. Then, obviously, the idea was in my head then. And then, obviously, it opened so many doors for me that I then, you know, just had so many options that the customers were never, ever going to get to try everything. So that means there's always going to be wanting to come back, which is what's happened. And now... After that, obviously, the people on Wrexham sharing these posts and what have you, they're just going crazy. Like, you know, everybody's just thinking, 
And I was just delivering it to the houses at this time. I wasn't actually doing a park-up like I do now and people coming to me. It was just home deliveries. Well, anyway, the people from the surrounding towns, mainly Chester, they was always messaging me saying, oh, Mr. T, it's not fair. You're not coming to our town. You're only working in Wrexham and we want to try all this magic ice cream and things like that. So anyway, and, and I was proving myself to be loyal to Wrexham at the time. I just thought to myself, this is a Wrexham thing. These guys have got me where I am. They've got me out of this big hole that I was in financially. And I owe a lot of respect to these guys. And my loyalty lies with Wrexham. I'm not going to be going nowhere. Well, anyway, what happened is I had a call from, I don't know if you know or not, but I like to get myself involved in charitable events and things like that as much as I can. Nice. I think it's very satisfying to myself to know that my little business is bringing a smile to people and making a difference in some areas where obviously people are suffering and people are just down and what have you. Well, anyway, there was a little child. Unfortunately, she was having a very tough time with leukemia. She was based in Chester. And I had a message from her parents saying, Mr. T, the inevitable is going to happen with this child. And one of her wishes is to see you and your ice cream. And I just, I didn't think twice about it. I said to him, I'm going to be there in Chester, in your area the next day. So they told people that I was coming. I mean, I didn't tell people. They told people that Mr. T is coming to see this young baby and give her some ice cream. So anyway, I went to this house. And as I've gone to this house, the word is spread like wildfire over social media that Mr. T and his ice cream man is in Blaken and he's parked up here and he's serving ice cream. So anyway, what happened then is I'd say a good quarter of Chester's population descended upon the street, <laughs> causing absolute gridlock and mayhem. And I'm outside somebody's house and I was serving ice cream there till half past 10 in the night. <laughs> And it was absolutely crazy. Like, and I just thought to myself, right, now, Mr. T, you've actually hit on something here now, what you need to build on in a professional way so it's not causing anarchy on the streets. So, you know, it's a controlled environment and you know what you're doing with it. So anyway, after that, and then I, that then is what got me started on different area visits, visiting different towns, and then obviously parking up in a safe place with organisation and serving everybody appropriately in a good fashion without, you know, with, with the relevant permissions, with the relevant authorities backing my project. Um, supermarkets getting involved, obviously, you know, to use their car parks and things like that. Mm. And since then, we've just never looked back. Wow. I, I love yeah. that story. I love that story so That's much. Fascinating. I love it because obviously I used to live in Wrexham. I'm in Shrewsbury now, but um, when I walk around Wrexham, and the last time I walked around Wrexham was probably about eight months ago, something like that, nine months ago, and it's a ghost town. Just boarded yeah. up shops everywhere. And yeah, unfortunately, it's become <clears> like <throat> that. Well, the the recession wasn't good to our town. With it being mm. a small knit community, tight knit, unfortunately, and I think. I don't like to say, but the business rates in the town are very, very expensive, you know, and they'd rather have boarded up shops that, yeah. that are not paying any business rates than open shops that are paying less business rates, which I think is a killer in this town, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, Shrewsbury's lucky because there's lots of independent businesses that have kind of, I mean, they get through the... the yeah, well, when I drive through Shrewsbury, I look at it and I think to myself, wow, I wish Wrexham was like this. You know, Shrewsbury is a very, very nice town, very... Uh, it's a very pleasant place to be. Uh, and I find the people there to be very, very pleasant as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. 
they um, definitely are. <laughs> uh, it takes some kahunas, some big kahunas so in, in you know, certain areas of Shrewsbury where it's likely to flood. Uh, you know, if you've got a business, say, like in Colum, and it's going to yeah. flood, you've got to keep re- repairing your, your business, keep going with a smile on your face. But, I mean, the, the main reason I've, I smile about this is because I used to use your business. And I used to love it. And I thought it was when you first when you first put Crazy Pizza together – I thought it was a big innovation and it was colorful and it was new. And it was just like, it was just this nice place to go because back That's then it was, it was kind of like a sh- when you make a shop uh, independently, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, here you go. Whereas you there's, not, like, there's people that don't think that putting effort into creating a nice surrounding yeah. works, but it does definitely work. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, so. people try and cut corners, save as much money as they can. And, you know, just trying to do it on the cheap, if you want to call it, yeah. which is something that I'm against. I believe in branding. I believe in public appearance. I believe in colors. I believe in making the surrounding nice. I mean, it even goes to show with my ice cream ones. I put a lot of effort into them, yeah. you know, to make them very appealing. They're very, very unique. You know, you won't get another ice cream man in the country that looks anywhere near as what I was do. Like, and, no, they uh, certainly you know, don't make like a big difference. Mr. Whippies, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. I mean, you can see our vans coming from a mile away yeah. and instantly, instantly recognise that that is a one of Mr. T's vans. Yeah. How many vans have you got? We've got six now. We've got a seventh one on the way. Uh, the seventh one is a totally new, game-changing kind of innovation with the ice cream. I've liaised with the people that make ice cream vans. Yeah. Uh, which is a company called Whitby Morrison and Crew. Big shout out to Whitby Morrison and Crew, absolute angels. So yeah, there's people that I've been really working with in this aspect and we've come up with so much new technology to put into these vans. This van is now bespoke and had much input with me designing the whole thing. And even they're quite surprised at how much thought I put into it like and where I'm getting these ideas from. But it's going to be a totally game-changing ice cream man. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's going to have two ice cream machines in. It's going to be able to serve from both sides of the van as opposed to just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be have LCDs as a window screen, as, as a window in it wow. with speakers. We're going to have my YouTube videos playing for people whilst they're waiting in the queue so they can watch them. And then come in the evening, say 9.30 onwards, we're going to change them YouTube videos into some nice dancing music and the best dancer of the night at the van gets their ice creams absolutely free of charge. So not only will that benefit me with bringing more people to just to kind of experience what we're doing, but it will also be a big social media hit because there's nothing of this nature on social media where the ice cream van is a mobile disco at the same time. So people are going to be videoing themselves and inadvertently, they're going to be yeah. helping us progress our image via social media channels using their own profiles. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so where's the furthest... So, obviously, you, you, you do nationwide now. In terms of your van, where's yeah. the furthest you've gone with your vans? Land's End in Cornwall. Wow! <laughs> wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that is like the land of ice cream, right? That's where you go to yeah. get ice well, cream. To be honest, yeah. that's where we are the busiest at the moment. That's the busiest spot. When we go to Cornwall, we've been there nine times to Cornwall. It takes a lot of preparation. We take two of our brand new vans and we take one freezer van, which we've got, uh, full of stock. And we stay there at a bed and breakfast for a period of five five days to a week. And we visit one location per night in Cornwall. So like there's Truro, Penzance, um, St. Ives, 
St. Austo, Newquay, and all the various other areas. And so basically, we visited every different one town, Falmouth, per night with two vans, serving the whole community there. And then we go back to our bed and breakfast where we have access to cleaning utensils. We have access to hot water through a kitchen. And we can maintain our vans and prep them ready for the day after. So, yeah, it's like a working holiday for us. We stay there in Newquay. We serve everybody, and uh, once we finish doing what we're doing and we're running out of ice cream, we head back. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a massive operation, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Our, our vans, even though they're brand new, they've done some serious mileage, like. Yeah. Um, how, okay, so where, where were the sort of, uh, bringing it to sort of Shrewsbury, and, and uh, there is a point to it, though. Um, where, where are the point, places you like to go in Shrewsbury to p- pull up? and? Well, the best... <coughs> Excuse me. The best ever response we had in Shrewsbury was when we parted the Tesco, the big Tesco over in Battlefield. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. absolutely phenomenal. We had a queue for like um, a 90-minute wait, and uh, it was just a constant two vans serving from four in the afternoon till, I'd say, around about quarter to midnight. Wow. And it was just crazy. It was absolutely mad. And, yeah, we had... Uh, we served a lot of people that day. And how we do you, how do you can, we, sorry, go on. And carry on. I was going to say, how do you control the chaos? Because obviously you must... To be honest, the, the chaos controls itself, to be quite frank. I mean, everybody there in good spirits, in a good mood. They're coming for ice cream. They're seeing friends they've not seen for ages in the queue. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, in the last four years since we have been visiting various towns, we've never once had an issue where the queue has been uncontrollable. It just controls itself. I think mostly because people acknowledge the fact that there's kids there, you know, and they just, it brings out the nicer side of people as opposed to, you know, say a football match where two rival teams are, are there. Oi, you know, yeah. oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't get none of that. It's just a very, very pleasant experience. It's really, really nice. Come to the van. We have myself serving. We have my brother serving. We make sure that our customers... 110% getting a very high quality product. We put effort into every single one of the ice creams to make sure that the people that are having it is going to enjoy it. And, you know, it's just really, really... We make sure they have a laugh. As you can probably imagine, my personality is one of them where I make sure that the person... I mean, you probably remember that, Alex, from when you used to come to Crazy Pizza. Absolutely. All the times. Oh, and, uh, you know, is. My, is. <laughs> custom, customer relations is one of my stronger points. Mm. So how then, given given the current climate and how obviously people are having to adapt and do things a bit differently, have you found that you've had to do that or are you just carrying on and again relying on the public? No, no, of course. Of no, we've had to. Obviously, you have to adhere to law. You have to adhere to society. Yeah. I mean, if, if one person is having to do something and you don't, that's obviously a blatant disregard for what's happening around the communities. So yeah. now, initially, when the initial lockdown happened and Boris Johnson announced that this country is going to lockdown, the only businesses that are allowed to be operating is deliveries and... Um, you know, take away food and what have you. Yeah. Initially, I myself as well, as long as well as numerous hundreds of thousands of other people, thought to myself, right, we're going to have to put a break to it, we're going to have to stop what we're doing, and we're going to have to stay at home. Now, I stayed mm-hmm. at home for a period of nine days. On the 10th day, first of all, I was getting extremely bored, which I'm sure many of you do. And I actually thought to myself, well, there is a possibility there of delivering to homes. Now, obviously, you remember I was talking about delivering initially in the first place. 
Yeah. But we have to change this delivery method to a contactless method. So it's absolutely zero contact with any humans or anybody else initially at the time. Yeah. So I went and I arranged a meeting with my uh, EHO, with the, uh, with the direction EHO. And I spoke to her in regards to what I thought of. Now, what I thought of was the customer obviously orders via, via Facebook Messenger. We go to the house. We make the food. Now, when you go to the airport and you get them big grey trays in the, in the scanning machines, what yeah, you put yeah. your, all your belongings in and yeah. you put it through the machine. Well, yeah. I went and bought a few of them trays. I bought them big grey trays. Obviously, it's 100% non-porous, hygienic, as long as you sanitise it after every use. And what I said to my customers as a standard message in the post that I was putting out that we're doing deliveries is make sure you put a table outside your front door. What we're going to do is we're going to put your order in this tray. We're going to bring this tray along with a card reader with your payment tapped into it. And we're going to put this food delivery of ice cream treat delivery of yours on this table outside your front door. And you can make the payment. Once you've took your food inside, and you close your front door, our staff member will go back to the tray, pick up that, pick up the card machine, come back to the van, and off we go to the next delivery. Now, this oh. proved to be an absolute massive success because it's mm-hmm. absolutely zero human contact, for one. Yeah. People are all stuck at home, bored out of their heads, so they wanted a little bit of excitement or something, which is kind of a little niche that Mr. T's ice cream van was filling. Yeah. And then not only that, it helped fellow traders on a national level to mimic what I was doing in their towns because I want people to do what we do because obviously mm-hmm. it's beneficial to them, beneficial to the trade. And we, a whole wave of ice cream men started operating in this exact method of operation, which mm-hmm. I thought was very, very flattering one. And secondly, it was beneficial again, once to the trade, customers are having a bit of enjoyment, something to keep the kids staying. You know, it was, a, it was a win-win situation. And then I, it got to the stage where even the police officers, we, we got pulled a few times because obviously the police officers were thinking, what is an ice cream man doing out of this lockdown? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, as it happened, luckily, one of them times that I got pulled, it was the sergeant of North Wales Police patrolling in Wrexham at the night that pulled me. And he goes, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said to him, this is the score. This is what we're doing. I showed him the trade. And I actually made videos of how our method of operation was. And he was very, very impressed. Very impressed he was. And he, he was, um, I'm sure he was a family, family man himself. And obviously, he has then gone, gone ahead and circulated an email to every single North Wales Police colleague of his to make sure that our ice cream ones are not stopped <laughs> to cause a hindrance to our project and operation. Because obviously, we're doing a service which is bringing a little bit of happiness to the people mm-hmm. in their houses at this time, which was very, very nice of him. So there was just us and just the police on the roads at night. And it was crazy. Like <laughs> it was mad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, that, that's how we worked around it. And I'm very, very grateful to the people that used our service at that time. And obviously I'm very grateful to Rex and EHO for allowing that to happen. Mm-hmm. And obviously uh, the police officers, especially that sergeant that pulled me that day, Big thank you to you. Um, it was just a, a very pleasurable experience to know we're making such a difference in such a dark time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is beautiful. That is brilliant. That really is brilliant. Is. I just I love the idea of like um, 
you know, uh, a conference of, of ice cream men sat around like, uh, so uh, how are we going to deal with this problem? Well, T's got this great idea. Yes, okay. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, honestly, uh, Alex, I'm not even joking. I have become a very well-known person within the trade. I mean, we've got an ice cream group, which you have to prove to them that you're in some way affiliated with the ice cream trade. Um, that's got nearly 1,900 fellow traders in this ice cream wow. group on Facebook. And I'd say I'm one of the top top contributors to that group, shall we say. Mm-hmm. You know, if I think of something, the first thing I do is I announce it in this group for my fellow traders to pick up on because it benefits them as yeah. well as the trade, as well as me. You know, it's not just about me. It's not just about me and my personal gain. I want the trade to gain from this and I want this trade, what never had any use of social media in it, mm-hmm. to take a leap into the future, move and advance, as well as other things. It's brilliant. Yeah, it you, said, brilliant. you said you said you said the, you said the magic word there, and that's social media, because it's the future, isn't it? I, I mean, that's it I, is. It is. I mean, any yeah. single business, whether you're selling bricks, cars, tiles, plastic cutlery, cleaning rags, any business in this world can benefit with the use of social media as long as you put your brain to it and you use it right. That is one of the main, main sources of revenue, sources of income, sources of advertising, sources of exposure in this world from now and going forward and it's only going to increase. Yeah. And obviously you've said about your YouTube videos and and even just doing your pictures and a picture going viral because clearly, obviously, your ice cream put out absolutely it's it's proper eye-catching eye candy candy ice cream <laughs> I, I like what you did there i always ensure that there's a very good background i like to make them as colorful as possible i'm very very good with using my apps on my phone to actually pull off these lovely images and again like i said i've got an eye for detail it has to be perfect every single time if I'm doing it, it cannot be anything but perfect. Yeah, and yeah. with that, you know, I, I actually sell my ice creams to general public, to all my customers, <coughs> looking exactly the same as the pictures, if not better. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you have a bestseller? Bestsellers, there are a few, but we've come up to the now where, where we've got in total 67 different varieties wow. of ice cream. So it's kind of saturated the bestseller yeah. market, to be honest, yeah. because there's that much variety now available to anybody in any one stop. But yeah, the bestsellers, first of all, is the Galaxy Caramel Cookie Dough. That is the ultimate bestseller. The cookie dough, people love cookie dough, they do. And it's just <laughs> one of them things where they just love absolute hot, warm, melted, gooey mm-hmm. cookie dough full of caramel all over it. And uh, obviously, coupled with ice cream, it's just a totally different out-of-this-world taste experience. It's really, really nice. And then, obviously, the ladies really like the Ferrero Rocher one. That mm-hmm. is just a very, very popular one. Kiddies like the candy shop, the bubble gum. Yeah. Myself, I like the fruity ones. I like the banoffee pie and the strawberry shortcake. Now, these mm-hmm. ice creams, they're ice creams that you're never going to get anywhere. Uh, anywhere, like, you know... Yeah. In our, in our banoffee pie, just for example, we have the six scoops of ice cream. On top of that, we put a generous drizzling of caramel sauce. We add to that then lots of biscuit crumble, which is the lotus biscuit crumble, not just any cheap biscuits. Yeah, yeah. Lotus biscuit crumble <laughs> for the crumbly sensation. 
on top of that, we slice a full banana. On oh. top of that, then we had <laughs> condensed milk toffee oh sauce, which is absolutely unbelievably tasty. You've never tasted a toffee sauce like this in your life. We put lashings of that all over it. We had then a nice, generous helping of crushed up cabbage flake, some fudge pieces, and on customer's request, we had <laughs> chopped nuts and coconut. So now this is a concoction of ice cream that you're just not going to get anywhere. It's freshly it's made in front of your eyes, and it is absolutely mouth-watering. And if you have it once, you'll think of Mr. T once a week, and you'll be looking at my page thinking, when is this guy coming back so I can have that ice cream again? <laughs> this is the effect that we have. Where, where, are you, are you, so I take it you can't, you can't travel the towns at the moment, can you? Uh, because of what's uh, going on? Some places are locked down, but some places are not. So, uh, so next time you to, come to... To be honest, we're taking sure a little bit not. <laughs> Come back. But the thing is, though, we can't saturate it too much. We can't visit too no. much because obviously it'll lose that little novelty effect. Yeah. Because it is a very big novelty effect to it as well, the ice cream man that comes once a month or once every three weeks. Mm. And it, this is another thing what kind of captures audience. It's, you know, it captures the imagination. Just the fact that we only visit for a few hours at a certain time per month. This is a very, very big selling point. If we were there every day, it'd just be like, oh, Mr. T, yeah. so, oh, oh mm. I had one the other day, I don't want one now. So what we do is we let people enjoy it, have a nice experience with it, and then we give it time for it to build that kind of uh, want in people again. And then obviously that salivation period starts at three, three weeks, four weeks time. And then in the fifth week, we'll go there again. And then obviously, hopefully, we'll have a very good result. So when are you, Jen? Chew back your Shrewsbury. She's like, now? Can you come now? We're, well, we can make a private delivery to you guys if you want. No problem at all. We'll make sure we ensure our social distances and we'll get some ice cream yeah, delivered yeah. to you guys. No, don't okay. do it, man. Don't do it. I mean, we'll obviously... Be like, Light the beacon! No, <laughs> <laughs> we, will be, we won't be able to keep quiet about it. No, I mean, obviously, no. the way that you just described, you know, certainly the Bonoffi one and the amount of stuff going in it, I, I, you know, at the moment, as somebody currently watching my, sort of what I eat... I'm like thinking, oh my god, that's <laughs> Do you have give me, give me, give a locale me. version of anything? <laughs> a locale version? Well, nice. what we do with a locale version is obviously our full trays have six scoops of ice cream with all them toppings. So yeah. our locale version is half of that. <laughs> <laughs> do you get what I mean? So we do a half yeah. of it as opposed to six scoops, we do three scoops. <laughs> yeah. so that's our our local version so we're not going to give you a full one we're going to give you a half one <laughs> um, love it T what's, go, what's going on with your because you're opening up your factory aren't you you have an open day yeah well we've got a nice well like I say I mean the trade has been very very nice to us and you know it's been absolutely wonderful to be in this trade and the support that I've received from fellow traders has been phenomenal and obviously with me always wanting to achieve more and more and improve on what I've created. I've now, since the, the 14th of July, 2019, I have my own ice cream manufacturing facility where I make and manufacture my own ice cream. Wow. Not only do we sell it on all my vans, I actually supply 123 independent ice cream businesses based nationwide from as far as Kent to Aberdeen, in various different places. I supply them with the ice cream that they sell. Obviously, we give them a lot of support as well on social media. We give them all our POS, point of sale 
stickers, point of sale advertising. So they're allowed to use freely whatever we use. And we also have lengthy discussions with all our customers to kind of help them grow their business and get it up to a level, probably not exactly the same level of ours, but up to a very good standard. You know what I mean? Up to a very good standard where they're making a lot of people happier and a lot more financial benefit to themselves than they would have been previously to using us. So we're supplying them now. We also supply three ice cream wholesalers. Now, them wholesalers, in turn, supply, I don't know, 50, 60 ice cream men. So our ice cream is really getting out there now. You know, it's a very, very good recipe. I make sure it's a very premium blend. You know, we only use branded ingredients, as you know, with any item. I mean, as you know, with the takeaway that I had, Alex, I only use the best of anything purely and simply because, not to say we make any mistakes, but even if you make a mistake, when you're using such premium ingredients, you can still pull it off, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. that is the benefit of using high-quality ingredients in your manufacturing process, very good top-end machinery, which I purchased. Mm-hmm. You know, the factory itself is very, very social media friendly. Not, not, m- many factories are very dull, gray, dreary. You know, they're not built for the public to be seen, but my factory is the total opposite. Mm-hmm. I've built my factory because I want public to see it. I want them to see where my ice cream is made. I want them to be able to look at it on YouTube and think, wow, that's a nice factory. You know, it's got blue mood lighting, pictures of my vans, pictures of our desserts all over the world, the big stickers. You know, it's got my branded logo all over the place and I've made it to be a very, very eye-catching place. Mm-hmm. Now, with that, we're having an open day, like Alex just said. Yeah, we're going to do this weekend uh, the modern-day Willy Wonka equivalent of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, what, what that is going to include is obviously we're going to have all our, our ice cream machines there for the children to look at. To be honest, I had 180 slots over five days, 20-minute slots, and every mm-hmm. single one of them slots got booked up within 90 minutes. Wow. And that is a family of up to four or five people and myself there. So we're adhering to the rule of six. Mm-hmm. And then obviously there's going to be social distancing involved, face masks, et cetera, et cetera, sanitization. And uh, what that's going to include is the kids are going to be able to come in, look at my factory, look at where the ice cream is made. I'm going to, I also supply ice cream machines to dessert parlors. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have a floor standing machine set up in one corner with all the different toppings around it so the child can make his own ice cream. I've also got a toy ice cream van made, which is an electric car with that's shaped as an ice cream man so any toddlers can jump in this ice cream man and have a little whiz round <laughs> and yeah so it's a proper one it's got chimes and everything it has <laughs> and it, it looks identical to my ice cream man but it's a toy yeah. version nice. and I'm also going to have my ice cream man one of my vans is reversed in there so the kids can get in and take their own picture obviously we won't be producing any ice cream on the day mm. any mass production because of contamination issues so yeah. the factory is going to be closed, but open to the public for viewing purposes. Yeah. Whereabouts is your factory? It's a base just outside Gwersalt in Wrexham. Wow, yeah. I know that place. So literally 30-second drive from my house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I'm very that. lucky in the fact that I, I managed to get a factory unit, which was so close to my home residence. Mm. So it makes it a lot easier to actually get to work every day and come back, and obviously I can nip <sighs> home for dinner. Maybe yeah, yeah. 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 
In terms of your, obviously, you've said about your supply and ice cream out to wholesalers and all that as well now. Yeah. Is there like a, I mean, do you have like a secret formula that obviously you don't tell anyone clearly? Well, the recipe is something that I received off a very, now this whippy ice cream recipe initially comes down to Italians. They're the first people that invented this and they know exactly what they're doing in regards to whippy ice cream. So my recipe stems from a very, very dear friend of mine who's in this trade of Italian heritage. He's pushing on a little bit with his age now. He's a very, very wise man, very, very clever. So he helped me to initiate with my recipe. But then obviously, once I've got the knowledge that he's given me, I've kind of added my touch to it and my little twist to it and got it to the stage where I'm happy with that to be labelled as my product. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've added what I think makes a difference to his base recipe to make it unique to myself. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And now yeah. that is where nobody will ever know that recipe unless I tell them. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. And obviously I'm not going to be telling anyone because that's what this trade is all about. It's all about always, and any trade is always about having something that other people possibly can't have. You, know well, you, have, to, you have to have a USP, don't you? Because that's what makes you Yes, of you course. You. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well, now following on from that as well, I mean, my next year project is, I won't mention any big names because obviously I might get done for copyright or something, but there is a big company out there that's available in shops, petrol stations, supermarkets, everywhere. And they're absolutely, absolutely milking the system because they haven't got any competition in this field. Now, it begins with a B and a J. I won't say any more than that. (laughs) But, yeah. And this company now is taking over the world it has, you know. But obviously, they started at a point which is very similar to myself. You know, uh, over a period of years, they progressed from what they were doing to this, to this, to this, to this, to where they are now after 35 years of being incorporated. Hmm. Well, myself, now I'm next year going to be jumping onto this same bandwagon that they're on. My product is going to be available in a 125 mil, 250 mil, and a 500 milliliter cylindrical pot. We're going to have our own POS freezers in petrol stations, in shops, We've got many big contractors that want to already sell our products, but we haven't even got it yet. And fingers crossed, that's going to progress then into supermarkets as well. And once we get to that stage, I think I'll be content with what I've done with my, with my life. Uh, yeah. T, T uh, we, we will help you sample some of that. We'll, we'll tell yeah. you. Well, you're welcome to samples, Alex. We'll have some samples live on air so the customers can see <laughs> mm, exactly lovely. what you're sampling. And they can yeah. get some live verdicts of what you're thinking is what. You'll be doing uh, me a massive favour because my co-host uh, from the other show is in Vermont and all, all he talks about is all B and J is from Vermont. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, can, yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, this like, is it. M&T is from Wrexham. <laughs> yeah. Next to Yeah. But yeah, obviously, I mean, things are looking very, very positive. And yeah. I'm actually thinking of, uh, you know, going along the lines of having one Starting off with one anyway, I'm having a big ice cream parlor very soon, hopefully somewhere local to myself, but within reach of people from Shrewsbury, within reach of people from Telford, 
within reach of people from Welshpool. So locating it in such a location where it's easy access from the A5 or the A483 and it's, it's just going to be an ice cream parlour with nothing else around it. That, you know, that's that begin, my kind of Does that begin with the letter O? At, um... <laughs> oh, it might do. I might not say nothing more than that, but I won't say nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's, but that's, that's kind of a very central point to me that that yeah. letter O mm. you know I mean mm. it's a part of Shropshire but it's a very central location for myself I mean we do lots there anyway at the moment and uh, we've got the backing of the town we mm. have a very good response whenever we go there and the people are really behind us mm. so only 15 well, yeah. minutes away from us as well mm-hmm. yeah well it's 15 yeah, minutes yeah. away from you and, and the same it's only 15 minutes away from me as well yeah, and, and, and the thing is it's got a population in itself of about 55 60,000 as well so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like uh, we're not yeah. you know and, and that's my ambition is to deal with and then once that happens my dessert parlour it won't be my ice cream parlour it won't be just like your average it'll be the brightest most colourful most nicest place that you're going to see like mm-hmm. yeah Definitely. Looking forward to that. Well, the yeah. future certainly sounds really bright for you, Mr. T, and for those Thank of us that much. will get to experience it. So it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah, who doesn't like ice cream? Who doesn't like ice cream? Exactly. <laughs> Especially the people in Shrewsbury that love it. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's, um, it's been absolutely brilliant. Um, and guys, you can you can obviously listen to this show on our website, the Shrewsbury Biscuit, uh, www.shrewsburybiscuit.co.uk. Yeah. Um, all our audio is on there and this interview will be on there shortly. Um, you can also listen to us obviously via Spotify, Podbean or any other media that you use to listen to podcasts. Um, and our website has been, uh, you know, has obviously been made by our friends at Web Orchard. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram and anywhere else, Alex. I'll be anywhere else. That was brilliant, Julie. I love you. That was fantastic. <laughs> Are you on Facebook, though? Is this interview going to be available on Facebook? That's what this, I want to do. This, yeah. uh, uh, the well, link will be. Uh, yeah. but, right, okay. Uh, we'll be available on iTunes, Spotify. I'll send you the link as well. We're, we're, we're connected. Perfect. You know? That'd be nice. I'd, I'll, I'll reshare the link as well to my and channel. It would We've be got really... like a quarter of a million followers. I think they'd be... It'd be nice to see. I don't think I've actually had an interview of this nature where I've told my full story oh, to anyone real. up till now. Like, so I think this is the first. So yes. we got I mean, we have, we, have, we have appeared in many tabloids <laughs> and we have appeared yeah, yeah. in many articles and websites and what have you. But I think mm. an interview in depth of how it all began, I think this is the first, to be honest. Well, that's what right. we like to do at The Biscuit. I mean, I... I I always talk about radio and podcasts and how they're not, they're, not, they're not against each other. They run parallel because on the radio, you get 15 minutes, don't you? In, in between yeah. the, the news and the weather. I don't know. Um, but um, T, it'd be great to catch up with you like properly sometime. When I'm in your neck. Alex, I'd love to see you, mate. It's been a long time. And when you, as soon as you mentioned Shipley's, instantly I got onto you. Instantly, you know, mate. Yeah, that yellow shirt. That yellow shirt yes. I'll never live down. I, they, used to make me, they used to make me wear this yellow shirt and the girliest, most horrible waistcoat. I was like, I'm an assistant. I, I, I remember your sideburns for a little while. Yeah, yeah, I used to have sideburns. Yeah, I remember them sideburns, them Elvis lookalikes. I remember them. 
He hasn't oh, told us about that. Oh, you want to see it? I think I might have a picture on the CCTV somewhere. <laughs> Watch out for this man. Um, well, things change. I don't have hair anymore. Definitely don't have this. No, no. It looks, it looks like you've uh, adapted the, the mature man look. Uh, I've aged gracefully. That's what you're so trying to say. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you've got a quarter of a million followers on Facebook. Uh, just, just once again, tell people where they can follow you so they can uh, find out what's going yeah, on. So you can follow us at Mr. T, King of Desserts, Innovator, Original and Best on Facebook. Our, our Instagram is Mr. T underscore official. And our Snapchat is Mr. T Ice Creams. Nice. Cool. Nice. Thank Excellent. you so much for chatting to us, T. It's been great. Listen, Alex, it's been a pleasure, yeah. mate. And when I spoke to your colleague, uh, I Shame. really was looking forward to. I was really looking forward to uh, this interview, and, uh, and you know, I, when he said to me, "This is what it's about, podcast," and we want to go deep into where you are, Mister T. And I was really looking forward to actually expressing my story to somebody, you know, just to get it out there, like how we came yeah. to be. Mm, it's yeah. nice. It's nice to do that. Uh, what I'm going to do is. Um, We'll end the show, but just just stick but stick around for a couple of seconds. I want to chat. Yeah, I'm here, me. I'm not yeah. going nowhere. Do you want to take us out, Jules? Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, brilliant show. As I say, listen to it very shortly on um, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. It'll be on our website. And fantastic interview. Thanks very much, Al. Thanks, Mr. T. You're Peace very out. welcome.